Hi, family. Deacon Charlie here. I hope you're having an awesome summer of faith, family, and yes, even some fun. I wanted to just spend 30 seconds with you to share with you a little something about this episode and all the subsequent episodes you are going to hear on Living the Call in the month of August. We're doing a little something special because couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to return to the Napa Institute Summer Conference. For those of you who don't know, the Napa Institute is a Catholic lifestyle organization, essentially, that puts on great thought leadership events for Catholic leaders, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, clergy, etc. And they have one big summer summit in beautiful Napa, California, where all of these folks come together and pray together and discuss strategies and hear amazing talks. And basically, Basically, it's a great group of just awesome thought leaders. And anyway, last year I did something similar to what we're doing this year. We recorded some episodes from there on the ground with people who were attending. This year we did the same, but with a little bit of a twist. So this year, I'm very happy to say that we partnered with EWTN, Eternal Word Television Network. You're very familiar with it, no doubt. Um, And we partnered with them on their big reveal, big announcement that they made there at the Napa Institute, which was the reveal of an initiative called EWTN Next. EWTN Next is a multi-year enterprise-wide digital-first initiative to basically bring the gospel to the world using all of the new and contemporary methods, means, and strategies that media companies use today in the secular world. Anyway, there's lots that you can learn about Next by going to next.ewtn.com. That's next.ewtn.com, and you can learn all about Uh, that initiative on that website. What we're going to be doing for the month of August is bringing you some of the conversations I had there on the ground with people who are thought leaders in their own rights from a broad sector of the Catholic world, all different uh, ages, races, uh, areas of focus, uh, backgrounds in terms of spirituality. And we had some conversations around this concept of EWTN Next and what their perspective is not just on EWTN and what they announced, but also on how they utilize different strategies, approaches, and media to achieve the ends that each of them represents. You're going to hear from apostolate leaders and actors, producers, etc. It was really a fun time. They're short episodes, so they're between you know 10 and 12 minutes, but we're going to be releasing them over the course of these following weeks. And I wanted you to have that information to give you a little sense of context in terms of what you're about to hear. So if you want to find out more about these next few episodes for the month of August, again, go to EWTN. .next.com and we'll return to our regular programming in the month of September. God bless you. Have a great summer. Finish strong. Amen. Alex McKenna. Deacon Charlie. Welcome to uh, EWTN Next, our little uh, pop-up studio here at Napa. Thank you very much. First time here at Napa? First time. Yeah. How's it been? Oh, it's been wonderful. Awesome. Can't beat California sunshine. That's true. Well, you get, lots, it brings. you get lots of sunshine where you are, though. So uh, I do, for people I do. who don't know you, you are with the Archdiocese of Erbil. Erbil, Iraq. Erbil, Iraq. Okay. Yes, and give us uh, 30 seconds on how you ended up there, because that just is amazing to me. In brief, the Holy Spirit. Of course. To put it simply. Yeah. But I had a wonderful experience through Franciscan. They have mm-hmm. a partnership with the Archdiocese. And I did an internship there. I had an encounter, realized I loved teaching and had a passion for it. Mm. Came back for a year, 
And after a year, easiest decision of my life was to say yes to a second year. Wow. How long have you been there now? Nine months. Yeah. And what's that experience been like for you besides, uh, I mean, obviously a blessing in many respects, but mm -hmm. also I'm sure some kind of cultural adjustment. Maybe? Oh, it certainly has been. I would say it's been life changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the big thing for me was realizing the importance of flexibility mm -hmm. for sure. If you go into an environment and are willing to be flexible, you can make anything a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I've definitely had friends that haven't been able to do that and haven't had the same experience. But by God's grace, I was able to make that pivot. And so now I just enjoy every day that awesome. I'm there. And what kind of work do you spend most of your time doing when you're in Urbel? Primarily in my passion teaching. Teaching. Middle school history. Okay. But also doing special projects for His Excellency Archbishop Bashar Warda mm -hmm. and anything else that he has for me. What's an example of a special project? Does, do any of them touch on communications or mm -hmm. getting the word out? Yeah. So it might be writing an article, writing mm -hmm. a speech, emails to diplomatic personnel, uh, trying to write briefings on the political situations that we regularly face in Iraq. Wow. It's a whole host of things. And you have uh, sort of constituents that you work with, uh, media organizations or other outlets that you're delivering this information to? Yeah, predominantly we're delivering it to political leaders to help them to justify their decisions regarding Middle Eastern policy. Mm. Well, I think you can give a decidedly international kind of perspective on what we're talking about with folks like you uh, today over the course of this uh, uh, this time. Yeah. And you are familiar with uh, the announcement that EWTN made uh, yesterday about Next. And, yes. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, planning for the next 40 years. EWTN is 40 years, uh, 42 years old. And hmm. as we look out into the future, it's sort of where are we going to take the organization? What are the needs of, of different audiences? And from an international perspective in uh, Iraq, where you are, how do people utilize media? Like what are principal mm. ways that they consume media? And maybe specifically media that touches on faith issues. Yeah. Well, I would say it's a very exciting thing that EWTN Next is coming together. As a young person in particular, I'm really excited about it. Media in Iraq is really central because you have to realize this is a country you know that was regime toppled 20 years ago. We celebrated the 20 year anniversary of the US invasion this year. Mm. And so media and the ability to freely dialogue and talk about things and share things like the faith, which in otherwise would be illegal mm. in Iraq, is really important. Now, granted, you won't see uh, our archdiocese targeting a Muslim audience or trying right. to evangelize through medium. Absolutely not. That's, that's not where we're at at the moment. But it is nice to have a form of communication where we can easily get to the entirety of the young people of Iraq mm. that make up the vast percentage of the people of Iraq mm. and are the rising generation to decide, will Iraq remain, as many people have called it, a failed state, mm. or is it actually on the up and up? Now, the, the Christians are still a minority in Iraq, Correct. right? And if you were to, by and large, and I know you can't say with any level of specificity, but just in general, how do those Christians in Iraq um, interact with content around their faith? Like, how do they, how do they do that? Mm -hmm. I would say it's predominantly through the parish. Okay. Very close knit communities that, because of the what they've suffered, have mm -hmm. become even closer mm -hmm. and are desirous of learning more about their faith, whether that's catechesis classes, mm -hmm. homilies at church, youth groups. Mm -hmm. But we also see it with the age of modern technology. Yeah. All of my students have phones. 
And that presents positives and negatives, but trying to engage them on that level is important to remind them that America is not all Hollywood. Mm. In fact, America is also EWTN next. It's you and I that are here committed for the faith and not willing to live a secular agenda. Well, let's talk about the positives and negatives for a second because Absolutely. I've mentioned or I've discussed with previous guests as well that there is a you know, school of thought, and it's sort of reasonable to have this perspective that a lot of these newer digital uh, technologies, platforms are sometimes in hospitable places for the messages that we want out there. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they should be, you know, treated with either some level of, uh, of distance or, you know, we shouldn't go all in on these things. There's another school of thought that says, well, that's sort of the mission field. And if we're not there, then how's anybody going to get this? We're, how do you see that, that, uh, that mm -hmm. dilemma? I see it as a mission field. Absolutely. I've got a couple of friends that are in Catholic media, graduated from Franciscan, know a lot of their comms people. Mm -hmm. And I think it is absolutely essential that the church gets on board with creating beautiful content. We, have, we are the ones that created beauty. We're the OG Amen. for beauty. Amen. Get a look at the Renaissance. Look at all of the artwork that we've been able to put out East and West. We can take that into the media as well. But remember that ultimately we're trying to give people an experience with a person. Mm. And that person is Jesus Christ. It's not a piece of artwork. It's not a beautiful video. Mm -hmm. It's not a wonderful documentary. And so if, as long as we have the end goal in mind of who we're after, and we're seeking a radical relationship with God, then we can absolutely and should use media to channel people to that. We agree that we've got the best story that's ever been, you know, absolutely. in the history of stories. But honest answer, are we behind, at par, or ahead of maybe the secular world in how we tell that story? I'm going to be totally honest. I think that we're behind. I think that there's a lot that we can do to learn from the techniques of the secular world in terms of messaging and creating beautiful content to portray to audiences. Now, I think you've got some great groups that are doing that. EWTN Next, sure. 4 PM Media, works of individual contractors sure. that are trying to present beauty. But... We're a minority in this country too. Uh -huh. And so can we maximize so that what we're doing is twice what the secular media is? I think we can, but it's going to take a real effort. One of the other benefits, I'm curious how you see it, one of the other benefits of a sort of digital first or digital centric kind of view of, of media distribution and creation is the ability to build community, mm -hmm. right? To get people to sort of recognize that they're part of something larger, interact with one another. Is that part of how you approach uh, communicating with your constituents in Iraq of kind of building the sense of, of community? Not as much in terms of media, mm -hmm. simply because in Iraq, we're dealing with really a, a, a system where everybody is very closely knit. Mm. These Chaldean Catholics, you know, sure. there's an ethnic uh, development or dimension. There's a language dimension. Of course, there's a religious dimension. So there already is a tight knitness of the community but I think it's important for helping people to realize that they can stand in solidarity with us. Mm. I mean, it was only through an interaction with a professor that I realized that I wanted to go and visit Iraq and then discovered the beauty of what I was at. If I can take that kind of experience and encapsulate it in some way in a video form to share with people, now it's personal. Mm. Now you here in Napa, California, a buddy in Dallas, Texas, somebody in Ottawa, Canada, is seeing what's going on in Iraq and feels like they're on the ground and present. That's something you don't even get from the modern American media sure. that's in the secular world. For sure. One last question for you, Alex, is as you think about your own spiritual walk, your personal spiritual walk, mm -hmm. 
I'm curious how you've used either a story, media, platforms, uh, online resources or tools in forming you or walking that spiritual walk? Like for you personally, how is that, how has media played a role in your own faith walk? Yeah, I think media has made me greater appreciate beauty mm. and the importance of beauty. When we see something beautiful, it changes us. Mm. And whether that's in person or online, and because of the breadth of online communication today, online media, there are that many more opportunities to share that beauty. Beautiful. So for me, it's, you know, on Instagram, honestly. Sure. Seeing different organizations, Napa's one of them, you know, that's putting out consistent content that catches the eye, but that's sharing a story, mm. trying to be authentic. You know, I'm, I've done some work in marketing and nobody appreciates the fake marketing anymore. Yeah, People want real stories. They want to know what's actually going on. Authenticity. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming by, Alex, and talking to us. And uh, Thank we'll you. pray for you out uh, out in Iraq. And Thank you. keep doing the good work that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it, Deacon Charlie. God bless you. Have a great one. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.